uh, we're going to rip off a whole bunch of things and make a movie about a sea monster rape. Each year, 10,000 tourists visit Ocean Beach. They come to swim, to go boating, or just to lie in the summer sun. But this summer, Ocean Beach has attracted something else. American International presents Tentacles. It slept until man disturbed it. Then it woke with a fury no man could control. Tentacles, a giant octopus with eight writhing arms, deadlier than the claws of a tiger. Eight tons of bone-crunching terror that tears apart a quiet seaside community. Tentacles, starring John Houston, Shelley Winters, Bo Hopkins, Claude Akins, and Henry Fonda. Tentacles, a fight to the death between the mighty jaws of a killer whale and the awesome power of a giant octopus. No sea monster of myth or legend is half so deadly as one that actually exists. Tentacles, the most gripping suspense you'll ever experience. Rated PG, parental guidance suggested. Radio Drome. Welcome to another Thursday night. I almost forgot what day we were on. I am Josh Hadley. With me, as always, is The Robot. Yeah, chuch. That goes to something you guys don't have any clue about, so there. <laughs> and with me, as always, is also Pieter. We're going to need a bigger helicopter. <laughs> sure. Okay, we'll do that. And, and joining us this week is special guest. I don't know if it's special in quotes or not. Brandon from Brandon's unimaginatively titled Brandon's Cult Movie Reviews. Hello, and uh, people tell me it's special time, so I'll, I'll take it. Fair enough. Well, you know what else you should take? You should take adamandeve.com and use the promo code DROME there. Hey, I'll take any opening I can. If you use the promo code DROME at adamandeve.com, you get 10 free gifts on top of whatever you order. You get 6 free DVDs, a free mystery gift, gift for him, a gift for her, and free U.S. shipping. All for using the promo code DROME at adamandeve.com. Last week we looked at the Jaws movies, but this week we're going to look at the spawn of the Jaws movies. All the illegitimate children of Jaws. Because with any blockbuster, with any you know new genre that you get, you have ripoffs. And wow, Jaws had its share of ripoffs. Most international. There wasn't a whole lot of American ones, strangely enough. What is your favorite Jaws ripoff, or what one do you go to first when you hear that term? Well, for favorites, this one isn't, I wouldn't classify it as a Jaws ripoff, but it is definitely a movie that wouldn't exist if it, if it hadn't been for Jaws or if Jaws hadn't been so successful, which is Joe Dante's Piranha. That's one where, you know, you tell it's made by Roger Corman. Roger Corman's a guy who never saw a movie trend that he didn't like. It's a movie that's it's a lot more smartly written. It's a lot more well made, and it's kind of it's just you mentioned last week that uh, Jaws, if they had made it the way they or had originally intended, it would have been more of just like a a straight up monster movie. Piranha is just meant to be like a fun sort of schlocky exploitation monster movie, and uh, that is one where. That's one That's one of the ones that I find the most entertaining when it comes to movies that came in the wake of Jaws. I was going to go with Piranha, So, and uh, since Brandon already talked about it, I'll go with my second go-to, which is Orca. 
which uh, is is such a Jaws knockoff that they have the killer whale kill a shark at the beginning of the film just to show how much more badass their sea monster is. And I, I love that movie because there's a, a certain element of, of originality to it and something that we don't see a lot, which are animals taking on the vigilante genre because you have the uh, orca's child die and uh, he begins to follow fishermen and they have like the climactic showdown at the end and the orca actually wins which is uh, kind of surprising he actually ends up being the, the hero at the end so I, I think orca is one of those uh, great unsung classics of uh, movies that definitely would not have been made if uh, Jaws hadn't have come out in, in that case Peter literally do you know how Dino De Laurentiis pitched this film? Find me a fish that can take on a great white. <laughs> so you didn't there was pick no, a fish, though. <laughs> this is Dino De Laurentiis. <laughs> My go-to is well, first off, Piranha is is a terrific movie. It's it's just it's, it is well made. Orca is enjoyable, and it's so ridiculous. I mean, the the, the orca bites off. Bo Derek's leg with a cast on it and it's just it, it's just it's just insane but my go-to is one of the biggest rip-offs ever is the last shark I and not only it doesn't just borrow from Jaws it is Jaws it's, to, to the point of like, a winning plagiarism lawsuit from Universal yeah to the point of where it's like it had to get pulled from theaters because it was so much like Jaws. You got Vic Morrow doing the Robert Shaw Quint. I mean, so you had Hammer versus Quint. Although it's funny, um, what was the uh, Cruel Jaws was... It's tough to say which one's a bigger ripoff, because whereas The Last Shark is actually pretty much identical to Jaws, Cruel Jaws has clips from Jaws in it, and a few other uh, <laughs> ocean movies. I guess technically uh, Cruel Jaws was supposed to be a sequel to Jaws, though. Yeah, it was actually released on VHS right. as Jaws 5, Cruel Jaws. But then, but then the Italians <laughs> right. also made Terminator 2, Evil Dead 4, so that's not a surprise. <laughs> well, they made, and yes. uh, didn't they make, didn't they, wasn't there uh, Alien 2 as well? Alien yeah, 2 on Earth. Earth. Two, on alien Earth. 2 that can't yeah, Alien 2 that came out before Aliens and just confusing the hell out of people. Uh, <laughs> well, but see, yeah, the last shark <laughs> is just is just bad entertainment. It's like, hey, you remember that movie that you really like? Well, let's watch a really awful version of it. The, 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 the funny th- the funny thing about Last Shark, which I, I always knew as Great White, that was its original release title. The funny thing is Universal must have been pissed about that because for them to file a plagiarism lawsuit at the same time they were fighting a plagiarism lawsuit from 20th Century Fox over Battlestar Galactica ripping off Star Wars. They must have really felt ripped off to say, we're currently being sued for plagiarism, but we're going to sue somebody else for plagiarism, huh? Never put it past a studio or somebody with money to try to find a way to get somebody else to stop making money. So yeah. it, it, they uh, they were while they were doing that, they were like, well, wait a minute. Well, we ripped off this thing, but they ripped us off. So they need to stop. You know, well, we can <laughs> st- keep doing it because because we're, we're OK, but they, they need to stop it. You know, I think Battlestar Galactica uh, is 
I, I know a lot of people say that it, it's a ripoff of Star Wars and everything, and I'm more from the camp of it was influenced by Star Wars. It's I, different. I, I, I would say the reason that it's seen as such a ripoff is the fact that John Dykstra did the special effects for Star Wars, and John Dykstra did the special effects for Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, there's going to be some similarity when they're both John Dykstra. Yeah. But the thing is, like, look at how many movies that are out now that all have that color-corrected gray, overly CGI look to it. I mean, how many people thought that the, the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie was directed by Michael Bay when it was actually uh, directed by somebody else whose name escapes me? But it, it's just, it's a similarity. It's not just a ripoff. So I think that uh, them suing was just petty. Like, but but the last shark thing. As much as I enjoy it for being bad, it's it is like that. Okay, that's copyright infringement. The last shark is far far more of a ripoff of Jaws than Battlestar Galactica is of Star Wars. Like, yeah, Cecil has it right. Like, it's basically like an Italian produced remake of Jaws. <laughs> oh, I, I don't disagree at all. Which actually brings me to my next question: What is the difference between a Jaws ripoff? And some and a movie made to ride the success of Jaws because my favorite quote Jaws ripoff is Avidito Asantis's Tentacles, which is often called a Jaws ripoff, but I don't think it is. It's clearly a movie that was made only because Jaws was popular. There's no doubt about that. But the only things it has in common with Jaws is a seaside town that's being tormented by by a monster. In this case, a giant octopus. It has no character types in common. It has no story elements in common. It, it's got nothing in common other than those two rather vague elements. So where is the line between a Jaws ripoff and a Jaws and, and something that's trying to ride the wake of Jaws? Yeah, there's definitely uh, like the, the last shark. That's like the, by far the most blatant Jaws ripoff for the other movies. Um, one thing a lot of them tried to do is that they, you know, they all had like the underwater POV shots. That's something that, you know, Jaws was really famous for. And then all the ones that came in its wake tried to do that. But yeah, the, the line between, between something that was just made to ride the success and rip off, I think it's probably pretty thin. Like on the, on the one end, you have something like Piranha, which again, Almost no character types. The approach is very different, other than the fact that it has, you know, fish killing people. The plot's quite different. How you properly like delineate where the the line between ripoff and just, I guess, the word would be what cash in. I, I'd say that. Um, that's pretty much what Brandon was saying. Where uh, you've got a movie like The Last Shark, where it's literally just taking the plot of Jaws taking the character types of Jaws and taking Jaws and making a movie that's a clear and obvious f***ing ripoff of Jaws. In, in, the, in Great White, it even has a character named Peter Benton. Gee, Jaws was written by <laughs> Peter Bench Lee. Gee, and he's a writer yeah. in the movie, too. Yeah, and, and Peter <laughs> Benton is a, is a horror novelist. You kind of go, wow, you're not even trying to pretend you're not a ripoff, are you? Whereas um, movies like uh, Piranha, Orca... Uh, movies like that, Tentacles, they're taking this idea of, you know, like a dangerous sea creature running amok on people on, you know, close to a, a beach town or, or whatever, or, uh, close to anywhere where there would be. Like, um, I haven't seen Piranha in a while, but the Piranha, like, end up invading, like, uh, a water park or something, right? 
that's like kind of the payoff or something like that. Like resort, and they show up. It's like and yeah, start it's killing everybody. Yeah. Um. So they it's it's kind of where it borrows from Jaws a little bit, where it's like water for fun or a body of water like a beach. But thematically, uh, in characters, in uh, kind of uh, I guess location and the way it plays out, it's quite different. But it's really banking on what made uh, Jaws what it is, which is, uh, you know, a thing from the sea that's killing people and is a danger and a threat to everybody. But there is definitely a difference when you've got a movie that's literally using the same plot, the same type of creature, and, and making a movie like that, and a movie like Piranha that's, it, it's cashing in on it, but it's, it's still very different at the same time. Uh, before I get into that, I just want to say, uh, the one thing that kind of bugs me in the general public is when they'll call something a ripoff that absolutely is not a ripoff. Like a big thing for me was when Deep Blue Sea came out. And they're like, oh, it's Jaws ripoff. And how is it? It has it. OK, it's 24 years after the fact. It has a, it has sharks in it. Like that's yeah. really the only tie, you know, that that the two movies have together. And that will always bother me whenever there's a popular movie, uh, the, like the one that is the the go to, you know, uh, you know, the Terminator or something. And then and then if another movie comes along and it has a robot or oh, it's a rip off of the Terminator, and that yeah. always just gets under my skin because it's like, no, it's not. What are you talking about? But um, yeah. as far as what the line would be uh, of a rip off of Jaws, um, I would say. If your movie has a, a small coastal town and there is some sort of monster that is killing uh, people and nobody believes that, you know, nobody believes it or they're they're really trying to push it down. And I've seen a few movies where uh, they're they're uh, they don't want to close because they're they don't want to close the town because it's their big holiday. Whatever is going to happen. Then it's like, <laughs> yeah. all right. You're you're really kind of getting into just rip off territory here. So I, I think that that's that's kind of the line. It doesn't necessarily have to be a shark, but if it's some sort of sea creature that is attacking people and they have to close, you know, all that stuff. So, yeah, that's that's kind of where I put the line. Well, then does it have to be with the water specifically? For instance, there's two movies that follow that same plot. For instance, Grizzly and Humanoids from the Deep. Both of those follow that basic plot, but yeah. they're but I mean, Humanoids from the Deep is about the water, but it's about a whole bunch of horny, big-brained fish creatures or or <laughs> uh, colacanths, as the as the uh, scientist calls it. They're called coelacanth. The the C is pronounced like an S. The scientist loses all credibility when she says colacanth. <laughs> I, I mean, Humanoids from the Deep and Grizzly, they really are kind of Jaws ripoffs, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, they are sort of like uh, Grizzly, especially. Because it's using uh, an animal that exists in nature. I'd say Humanoids from the Deep is more Lovecraftian than uh, Jaws uh, knock territory. But it's still very much the same sort of um, general basis of you have a coastal town and you have these things in the water that are killing people on the beach. And uh, But that movie kind of just rips off everything. I mean, the fucking ending to that is alien. Yeah, Grizzly, I would say, is definitely a movie that is, uh, it's not as much as a knockoff as The Last Shark, obviously, but that's one where, yeah, you can tell that they were trying to get some of the, trying to cash in on the success of Jaws there, and it's just, the plot is, a lot of it's very similar, Other, they just shifted it to, you know, a forest instead of a coastal town. Uh, Humanoids from the Deep, 
Uh, I would not classify that one as a Jaws ripoff. It's just more just a general sort of horror exploitation movie that borrows from a whole bunch of things and tries to throw in like as much blood and as much, you know, putting some tits in there and just giving some people some driving movie thrills. The the reason I say that that one's kind of a Jaws ripoff, it opens with the people swimming at night that get attacked by the humanoids. You've got, ironically enough, Vic Morrow as the guy tasked with hunting these things down. You've got the mayor who will not stop the town carnival, even, and then the monsters end up attacking it. And I mean, it's got so many elements in common. You can't, you almost can't not call it a Jaws ripoff, you know? You can, you can, yeah, compare it to Jaws for sure. But that's uh, uh, Peter brought up. Like, it takes from Alien. Like, it's following like a whole <laughs> bunch of things. Yeah, um, it, it takes a bunch of stuff because it's Roger. It's one of the most uh, Roger Corman, Roger Corman movies. Like, it really just uses as many things as it possibly can. But I can see the comparisons to Jaws. But it's it's just one of the many things that that movie capitalizes on, and it's why it's so much fun. And Cecil, I know you're gonna you're gonna defend Grizzly that it was written first, but it still came out after. Mm. Yeah, Gri- the the director swears up and down that Grizzly was written and was put into production long, you know, before Jaws came out. And it's just an unfortunate series of coincidences that the two movies are so similar. It, it's it's a tough call because I mean he was very passionate about it, and I mean there's no. You know, at at this point, you know, why would he lie about it? I mean, the movies, I mean, because this was from uh, an, an interview decades after, you know, you would think like if, if it was like he would have came clean and just been like, yeah, you know, but no, he swore up and down that it just it was just an unfortunate series of coincidences that made the two so very similar. I think it's just a it's it's a possibility because I, there are a lot of movies that just uh, they happen to have kind of follow the same path and and you kind of fill in the blanks in your own head and and the two you know they're they're similar but they're still different so uh, it's it's a tough call uh, so I I don't I don't feel. Uh, even though they are similar, I don't feel that it's an intentional ripoff. You know, I think it's just an unfortunate coincidence. As far as um, Humanoids from the Deep, uh, I think it's just typical. Uh, we're going to rip off a whole bunch of things and make a movie about a sea monster rape. I, I'm just going to call this call this Jaws exploitation. Whether they're ripoffs or just riding the wake, what what ones do you think hit their mark, and what ones do you think? missed because for instance i think mako the jaws of death is an amazing movie and it's actually kind of amazing that these are real sharks that that richard jekyll is swimming with and you can clearly see him in the same frame with real sharks so that could not have been safe and then you've got god-awful pieces of shit like tintorera tiger shark (laughs) and then you've got like the variations you've got barracuda and then you've got you know the the famous devil fish from mystery science theater and whatnot the jaws exploitation what ones do you like and what ones do you absolutely hate I really wish I would have seen uh, Mako the Jaws of Death before this because before we did this, you told me what the plot is about. And I like I just kind of looked at the cover and just went like, oh, OK, well, I like Richard Jekyll, but I don't know. This kind of looks like like it'll just be just another Jaws ripoff. But when you told me the plot, I was like, oh, I actually want to see this now. <laughs> so I'm kind of I'm kind of kicking myself that I didn't see it before this. But um, there's one movie. This is a movie that a lot of people don't think of when they think of uh 
Jaws knockoffs or Jaws cash-ins, but it's one that you can tell is definitely trying to do that. It's a movie called either Legend of the Dinosaurs or it's sometimes called Legend of Dinosaurs and Monster Birds. And this is kind of like a mm. stealth Jaws cash-in because the monsters are a plesiosaur and a pterodactyl. But it uses a lot of like it has, again, a lot of like the POV shots and then like, you know, coming up to uh, shots of like the camera coming up to people swimming. And there's like a plot element where they see like a fin in the water and then the Coast Guard comes to check it out. And then it turns out it's just a couple of kids playing a prank. And then there's even a shot where there's some divers and then a severed head comes into the frame. So (laughs) that's yeah. So that's a movie where they you can tell. I don't know. Maybe they decided to make a dinosaur movie before Jaws and then Jaws came out and they said like, all right, we need to do we need to do some Jaws things in it. But that's one where, yeah, it's like uh, it's like a half Jaws ripoff and then half goofy dinosaur movie with I'm not even kidding. All of the music is either like disco music or smooth jazz and it's playing (laughs) at the most at the most inappropriate times you can imagine. Like there's a part in the movie where two divers like two women who are out in a boat and the plesiosaurus attacks them and there's some gore here like a, a one of the women's legs gets bitten off and uh there's you know blood in the water and it's like all like quiet smooth jazz playing throughout <laughs> the entire scene the, so it's, it's kind of like the soundtrack of the fog the only thing that her radio station ever played was smooth jazz <laughs> oh, and then smooth jazz or and then at the end like the pterodactyl's like an after afterthought like it only it's like an egg at the beginning and then it only hatches into a full-grown pterodactyl for some reason at the very end but the pterodactyl the pterodactyl has its own theme song and it's actually a pretty funky like sort of disco instrumental it just has absolutely no place playing when a pterodactyl is attacking people Oh, man. The the Legend of the Dinosaurs was pretty bad because on the one hand, like, I know I just made it sound like it could be so bad it's good. Half of it is that. The other half is really slow and boring. The monsters look absolutely terrible. Like, uh, according to the back of the DVD, this was supposedly, the movie's Japanese, and it was supposedly the most expensive movie that Toy Studios had made up until that point. You would not be able to tell seeing the <laughs> monsters in this thing. Like, the the plesiosaur looks like something from out of, like, the Flintstones movie. It just, except it's, and it's, it looks cartoonish, and it's stiff, and it's just, ugh. So it's basically, it just looks awful. Are you saying it's basically the crater-like monster? It looks, no, no, no. This looks goofier than the Crater Lake Monster. Like, the Crater Lake Monster looks like something from Jurassic Park compared to this. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. For ones that I believe really caught on well, well, it's ones that I've already talked about. I'd say you know, Piranha and Orca would be my favorites. And worst, the worst I would consider to not even be of Jaws exploitation, it would be one of the actual Jaws sequels, and that is Jaws 4. I. I do find that movie to be pretty goddamn unwatchable. Fair enough. The I mean, uh, th- there's just a, a such a variety of uh, of of them. Uh, you know, you've got uh, like you said, Mako. It really is hard for them to make um, a shark movie that I just won't watch, or or should I say, like a sea creature movie? It has to really fail. So I don't really have like a worst. I mean, if you're if you're gonna press me for a bad one, I probably would go with with Devilfish because really I could. That's one I really could only watch with the Mystery Science Theater version. I, uh, I, just, I've, I've seen that one unriffed. 
I have I've seen it on Rift 2 and it's just after I've seen the Rift version like you just can't go back to like Clonus I can watch it Rift or Unrift cuz it's actually a good movie whereas Devilfish is just a bad a bad movie made better by the riffing so So not even uh, not even Michael Sopke could save that one? No, unfortunately. <laughs> I haven't seen Devilfish, but I've been, I mean, I vaguely remember the Mystery Science Theater episode, but I've been wanting to discover it just because one of my favorite Z-grade action guys are in it. Mm-hmm. It's not terrible. I mean, it. I could pr- that, I could probably watch it unriffed and, and still enjoy it because it's so corny. There's just, it's it, it's constantly the, the bad guy's talking to himself and <laughs> uh, I'm going to do this to the world it's like oh it's oh, so God. bad <laughs> as far as michael sopkip movies go i think 2019's better than devilfish in my opinion it's better than a oh, lot of movies hell yeah <laughs> to me when it comes to jaws exploitation there are a couple of factors and i think the sleaziest is actually is actually the 1969 yes this is six years pre-jaws burt reynolds movie shark they hmm. re they re-released that movie after Jaws came out with a new ad campaign. Because, see, in reality, one of the cameramen was actually killed by a shark filming this movie back oh. in 69. It's a Samuel Fuller movie. And Burt Reynolds without a mustache, which is probably the creepiest part of the whole movie. Wow. <laughs> Burt Reynolds without a mustache is just wrong. You have to, like, go in and yeah. CGI the mustache in. <laughs> Perhaps. It, 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 it's kind of it's kind of like watching frogs, and you go, that's not Sam Elliott. I don't care if it sounds like Sam Elliott. He doesn't have a mustache. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but w- what they did was they re-released Shark with a new ad campaign, the movie with the real Jaws, and they played oh up the God. fact that a cameraman was actually killed, and his death, his the footage that he was shooting when the shark attacked him, is still in the film. Burt Reynolds and Samuel Fuller both washed their hands of the film and would have nothing to do with it. To me, that's the sleaziest post-Jaws exploitation. In reality, the worst probably would either be Barracuda, just because it's a really, really bad movie, or Rene Cordona Jr. movie Cyclone, which Mm. isn't even really a Jaws knockoff at all. Yes, there's sharks attack people in the final two minutes of this two-hour-long film. <laughs> Despite the shark on the cover eating a guy, that's only in oh, there for God. two minutes. But I think the worst thing about that is that movie, it's, it's Italian and it's Ray Cardona Jr., they really kill a dog in the movie on camera rather than uh, do a special effect dog. Yeah. They just what? take the dog and cut its throat and then throw oh, it to the sharks. God. And I'm like, you know what? Just screw you, Cyclone. Screw you, Rene Cardona Jr. Which kind of uh, which brings me to the I same thing. I didn't know thing. that. Brings me to the same thing with Tintorera. That you know that that stars Hugo Stiglitz. After Night of a Thousand Cats, Hugo Stiglitz can fucking rot for all I care. And any movie he touches can fucking rot. What did he? Did he actually kill a cat? He killed numerous yeah. cats in Night of a Thousand Cats. I haven't seen it. Uh, Don't. I, I find him anyway. I find him overrated to begin with. City of the Walking Dead or whatever is a pile of shit. Yeah, f*** Hugo Stiglitz. Yeah, f*** him. F*** Rene Cordona Jr. <laughs> yeah, f*** him too. Side of actual people and animals being killed, I gotta go with Barracuda being the worst. It's... Mm-hmm. Have, you, have any of you ever tried to sit through Barracuda? Any of you? Yeah. I've never actually seen yeah, it. Yeah, I, I tried to do that for an episode of my show. It's boring as actually, hell, isn't it, Brandon? I actually bailed on it. Yeah, I, I had a 
hard time getting through it. And it's with that one, it's it, it almost forgets it's it's like a Jaws cash in like halfway through <laughs> too. Like it's more it's almost more about like the, the, trying to create a plot with a plot with like the intrigue of like a. Because what is it? It's like a chemical plant or, or yeah. something is doing because everything. Because the Barracuda only attacks someone in the first five minutes and the last five minutes. The rest of it is a bunch of characters I don't care about. Oh, and God. it's because – and the reason the Barracuda are attacking people is because they have low blood sugar, <laughs> which is the weirdest reason ever. So they're – yeah, they're, so they're cranky and need a Snickers bar. If, they, if someone would just feed <laughs> these, these Barracudas, a, give them a piece of candy, everything would be okay. <laughs> the, the Dan White defense. Okay, in the more modern era, though, we still have what people call Jaws exploitation. They don't call them Jaws ripoffs very often anymore. Deep Blue Sea, the Shark Attack movies, things like that are still very much Jaws exploitation, and I think they kind of are. Because before Jaws, people really didn't care about shark movies. The fact mm -hmm. that shark movies are more popular now than almost in the 70s, even, do, do you think that that those are still Jaws exploitation, or are the Shark Attack movies, which I think there's only three of them, thank God, but most like the most of the new image films and all that, are those actual Jaws exploitation, or are those just really really bad shark movies? Let's see. Yeah, it looks like there's uh, looks like there's three Shark Attack movies. Because uh, I, I remember the first one was actually had a budget to it. The second mm -hmm. one is is got the horribly bad CGI sharks, and the third one said. Screw that. We're going to use real sharks and we'll just Photoshop people in their mouths. I don't think that's Pretty better. <laughs> well, I uh, I think it was I think it was made for uh, HBO uh, when HBO was doing like some of their like uh, I think it was thir like th Thursday night action or something. Well, was that Casper Van Dien and Ernst yeah, Hudson, if I'm remembering right? It was Casper uh, Van Dien and uh, I, yeah, Ernie I th Hudson. I think Ernie Hudson was the villain. I, I saw it simply because this was shortly after uh, Starship Troopers, and I was like, oh, Casper Van Dien in a freak, you know, Rico in a in a shark movie, yeah. And uh, I thought it was fun, but like you said, this the two and three, wow, I think uh, like a dollar fifty was spent on the special effects. It was so it was stock footage, <laughs> and just it was really laughably bad, asylum like lower than asylum level of, of bad special effects. To be honest, that's what you get with a new image film. <laughs> now, there was a lot of new, good new image films, like like in the in the mid nineties. If like, you say Raging Sharks, you're off the show. No, I mean, <laughs> I there was a time when you know uh, you you turn on cable and you'd be flipping through, and all of a sudden the new image logo would pop up, and it's like, oh, you know, you knew that you were in for ninety minutes of bad action entertaining but bad so and and i'm i'm always up for that I'll, i'd rather watch that than than some of the garbage that gets peddled out now at least it's a little more genuine it knows what it is i don't think that the later movies now are exploitation uh, or jaw exploitation simply because okay nasatu was the you know uh the first vampire movie does that mean that every vampire movie after that is Nosferatu exploitation? I think it's just here was a movie a long time ago that was really successful, and every now and then they're going to make a movie that happens to have sharks in it as the villain, or some sort of sea creature in it as the villain. Um, I think you were right in that shark movies weren't really that popular before Jaws, so I think a lot of any like shark movie 
owes at least a little something to Jaws, but uh, like something like Deep Blue Sea, I wouldn't really call a Jaws exploitation movie. It's just sort of a shark movie. Same with like uh, Sharknado. Let's say I I have a theory. Like I think uh, sharks must be easy to animate in CGI because they don't have hair and they don't move a whole lot. So that's I I'll bet that's probably why there's so many of these sort of low budget CGI shark movies coming out. So they yeah they they definitely owe something to Jaws, but I wouldn't call them uh, I wouldn't call them Jaws exploitation myself. I think for a time, shark movies were definitely inspired by Jaws. And then after the string of the uh, the shark attack movies, after the guy was still wired and wanted to eat some pussy, <laughs> after <laughs> after the uh, Asylum ones and just, you know, mega shark after mega shark, double-headed shark attack and Sharknado and like all this, it's become... Um, a genre in itself where it's not even so much Jaws anymore. It's just the bad shark movie genre made on purpose. Like, Sharks it, like, instead of instead of Jaws exploitation, shark exploitation. Yeah, I yeah. think it's just shark exploitation at this point. It's it's no longer none of the plots are even at all similar to Jaws anymore. For one, it's at this point it's literally now just okay. Well, how giant can we animate the shark? Let's just put some people around it. The shark attack, like Shark Attack 3, I think they're on a cruise ship, and and, and people mm-hmm. are, like, jet skiing into giant it shark mouths. It takes that out are... an airliner. <laughs> well, no, it takes, out, it takes out an airliner in Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. Yes, that, that's right. In, uh, and the shark Golden Great Bridge. Shark Attack 3 has that great moment of the guy trying to drive away with the jet ski and laughing to himself, and then just... Dr- Driving into like biggest open mouth shark head, just kind of sticking out of the water. <laughs> the thing just keeps changing size depending on who it's eating. Uh, so I think um, when it came to that point, such a departure from Jaws, from uh, like like not just being a, a kill shark movie, but like just the characters and and the plot and the, the plot devices, where it really just became its own shark exploitation thing it just it devolved completely from having anything to do with jaws i would call anaconda more of a jaws exploitation than i would call the shark attack movies and the asylum shark movies jaws exploitation they're just they're just killer shark movies as josh said they're uh shark exploitation when you get into any kind of knockoff exploitation genre I don't know if experimenting is the right word, but you start experimenting with different versions of the formula. Do you think it's good or bad that we have so many variances on the shark exploitation, like the Sharknados or like with Raging Sharks where a- an alien spacecraft explodes and its engine lands in the ocean and that's what's causing the sharks to mutate and go crazy? Is that where <laughs> you're... I'm serious. If you haven't seen that movie, that's where, where the plot. <laughs> At that uh, point... At that point, are you running out of ideas, or are you just trying to keep it fresh? I think, well, I think it's good and bad simultaneously. Probably, um, it's leading to a lot of, a lot of poorly made movies. Some of which are entertaining, some of which not so much. And yeah, it's probably a case of both running out of ideas and then just trying to have the most ridiculous thing possible, and you know, throwing everything against the wall and seeing what sticks alien spaceship crashes in the water and uh, turns um, sharks into half alien, half shark hybrids. Uh, it's, I'm, I'm up for just about anything, you know? Um, I think the whole 
rotating nature thing can work. I mean, this is kind of a ridiculous side of having it be a, a downed alien spacecraft mutate sharks. But, you know, um, Prophecy, uh, the monster movie, not the Christopher Walken, uh, you know, Archangel movie, uh, had uh, had a bear being mutated by, Mer- by Mercury and becoming what would become the basis for Man Bear Pig, and that was an awesome movie. Uh, so I it, think it, the whole... It, it also had a kid in, trying to run away in a sleeping bag that you shouldn't be funny, but <laughs> is. It's the hopping banana kid that gets smacked into a rock and explodes <laughs> into feathers. Just it's that's just yeah i mean it can work um i, I think it can and, and it can be really over the top sometimes it could be genuinely good and sometimes it could be really bad as a brandon had stated but um you have to take a chance with it and i think it is uh, an attempt to kind of make it a little more uh to refresh it to be like okay well we've had normal sharks let's have super alien mutation sharks and see where that takes us or let's Let's have a bear get mutated by mercury and kill some poor banana kid. You know, you never know where it's going to go. It could be fun. It could suck. But either way, I guess it'll it'll be an experience. And it's it's uh, you have to at least give them credit for attempting to do something different. So the mutation thing is uh, it's a cool avenue to go by. And uh, if it works, it works. Uh, if it works, it works really well. It ends up being really cool. Well, now, like with any kind of ripoff exploitation, whether it be Mad Max exploitation, alien exploitation, Jaws exploitation, or whatever, you eventually, you, you, it's not always an ebb and flow. Eventually, you hit a bottom. The slasher movies bottomed out. The alien movies bottomed out. The Road Warrior knockoffs bottomed out. And for a while, the Jaws movies bottomed out. After about 1984. You didn't see any more Jaws Jaws exploitations, but then in the early '90s we started to see the shark exploitations. Do you think this one's going to bottom out again too? Because I mean, like the the late '90s slasher movie trend that bottomed out eventually. Do you think? Mm-hmm. Do you think that with the rash of shark exploitation movies that we've got, that this is going to bottom out anytime soon, or is this kind of here to stay? I think people are getting sick of it, uh, noticeably sick of it, myself included. When I heard that there was going to be Sharknado 2, I was—I literally just sat in my chair and went, oh, fuck this. Like, it just it got to a point where it's like, they really, it, it has, it's bottomed out, where they've, uh, Asylum has done every ridiculous avenue of these just over-the-top, crappy, meant-to-be CGI movies and even after Sharknado came out like like I I did try to like it but there I just did ha- I had like a cynical attitude about it going like I, I'm literally sitting here watching a movie about a tornado made of sharks this is this is some dumb shit, even for my taste and I think uh, and there are a lot of other people that have that opinion so I think it is bottoming out because at this point people are getting like genuinely frustrated with it Oh, of course it will. I mean, no trend lasts forever, and I don't think this one's going to be any different. Uh, you know, at some point they're going to move on to whatever the next trend is, whether it's platypus exploitation or whatever the hell it is, something we probably can't <laughs> predict. Yeah, should sharks, but it's it's not going to be around forever, and you know, eventually, yeah, the bottom will go out, and then who knows, maybe decades down the line it'll flare back up again. Cecil, since I know you actually like the Asylum shark movies. You probably don't want the bottom to fall out, do you? Well, no, it's it's not that. I mean, eventually, eventually it'll happen. Although there are certain things that are going on far longer than I thought. Like, look at uh, zombies. Like, zombies yeah. 
you I, like I thought they hit critical mass a few years ago, but they're still going strong. I mean, we've got uh, another Walking Dead series starting up. We've got another influx of a bunch of zombie video games. There's a nonstop parade of like zombie movies. So with sharks, eh, you know, if, if you uh, you may not like Sharknado, but uh, the second one was huge. And that's uh, and now they're working on the third one. Uh, the, the, there's no reason for them to stop because people are watching them. And the thing, the Sharknado thing is it's become popular because it's an interactive thing. Like people are live tweeting it and they're why, you know, and then riff tracks does it. And, and it's, so it's all about like mocking it giant shark versus mecha shark or mega shark versus mecha shark and this versus that. So, I think that uh, it's not going to go away anytime soon, but eventually, like anything, it'll go away. When it comes to any kind of shark exploitation, almost more than any other kind of exploitation subgenre, you've you've got the inevitable parodies, and you know, I mean, you you got the Jaws references on Saturday Night Live, and Sharknado is on sketch comedy shows and whatnot. You've got all of the parody movies and whatnot. What about something like Blood Beach from 1980? It very much was riding the wake of Jaws without riding the wake of Jaws, but its tagline, remember the tagline for Jaws 2, just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water. Blood Beach's tagline was, just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water, you can't get to it. Is, is, is that when, is it when that, when it becomes a parod? parodied part of pop culture is that when the trend needs to stop when sharknado is parodied on saturday night live is that when it needs to stop whether it will or not should shark exploitation go away should it still be around i'm talking from a critical perspective and in, in your point i think the fact that uh sharknado was on riff tracks is really uh, kind of missing the point of uh, what a what a so bad it's good movie is it uh, it does bother me that these are like manufactured uh shitty movies instead of uh movies where they went out to make something that they thought was going to be really good and it ended up being like unintentionally hilarious and those were the movies that would be riffed on on mystery science theater or like a later uh riff track stuff whereas this is like they're purposely making it as terrible as possible Yet Riff Tracks is still doing it, and sketch comedy shows are, like, making fun of it. What are you making fun of if the movie is already making fun of itself? And when it comes to that point, when it hits that point, which uh, not a lot of things have, I do think it's time for it to die. Um, because this is something that was set out to be as purposely shitty as possible and self-aware and already making fun of itself, and it's on Riff Tracks. Like... I'm not going to put myself through that and watch it. Like it's, it just seems very cringy. Like they're, they're making fun of something as if it's not already making fun of itself. It it just makes no sense to me. For the riff tracks thing with Sharknado, I think the only, the main reason they did that was because so many people asked them to, right? Like they were just kind of responding to, to fan demand, but with the, yeah, like Saturday night live parodying it, I think that's definitely a sign that this whole thing is reaching critical mass for sure. And it's probably, I would guess on the on the downturn, but maybe maybe in ten years we'll be talking about Sharknado nineteen. That'll have gotten made <laughs> instead of Jaws nineteen. Well, then, <laughs> then before I go to Cecil, let me ask you this: Are we a different type of audience 
as the movie geeks than, say, just the people who would just go out and live-tweet Sharknado, who maybe have never seen Tintorera or Barracuda or Tentacles or anything or have no idea that there are actually three Shark Attack movies. Are we not the right audience for this anymore? I would think that we're definitely a different audience from, like, uh, I guess for lack of a better term, a mainstream audience. Because there are people, I know people who have never heard of the types of movies that, you know, we talk about on our show, but still know what Sharknado is or would still live tweet it. So, yeah, I definitely think we're not, we're probably not the intended audience for it, for sure. The thing is, the uh, the reason why the movies like Sharknado and stuff is because they've kind of hit a cultural funny point continuing to make money they don't cost that money to or they don't cost that much to produce and for them to crank out a sequel once a year is is not that hard to do and they're pulling in enough bucks from it and then they sell the rights to riff tracks and Tracks makes fun of it and the thing is like they they know that it's bad and uh, the the guys at riff tracks understand that and they still make fun of it and like whereas movies like twilight where they mock they mock uh, how bad it is. But when they're going after um, the Sharknado movies, like a different angle, they understand that it's bad. And they kind of mock it from that perspective. So it does continue to take the piss out of it, even though it already does take the piss out of itself. So I think that, um, honestly, they got the third one coming, and they might do but I don't think that they're going to continue with that. I think that uh, they might do Sharknado 4 will probably be either the last one or they'll do some kind of crossover, you know, Sharknado versus Zombie NATO or something. Z was Z NATO. And then <laughs> and then that'll be which which was in Z Nation. They had a zombie tornado. And, and, so, and you honestly, Cecil, you honestly question why? I say Z Nation is a is a face f- to zombie films. <laughs> it's it's no more than than a lot of other you know uh, bad zombie films. So what the you know it's just a it's an ongoing uh, corny TV show where they kind of take uh, zombies to the nth degree. The The Walking Dead comes at it from a serious perspective. They come at it from not a silly perspective, but like, a, eh, let's let's have a little bit more fun with it instead of being so serious. And eh. Z-, Z Nation is, to me, the first clue is that Harold Perrineau has tax problems. So what are your final thoughts on shark on exploitation? Which ones do you prefer? Now, all of you are younger than me. So I grew up when the jaw exploitation was still in its first phase. Do you guys prefer the late 70s, early 80s shark exploitations or the 90s to 2000s because that's when you grew up? Where's your soft spot for jaw exploitation or shark exploitation? I honestly can't stand the shark attack movies and the asylum movies, and it's not because uh, of when I grew up or the fact that I prefer. Because I, I don't prefer older movies. I just, I, I like what I like. And uh, I don't really like modern Jaws exploitation movies just because I think there's um, there's a bit too much of a, of a sense of this is meant to be bad. It's funny. Laugh at it because of that. That annoys me a bit. Like, you know, if, if you're not taking uh, the movie seriously, if you're not taking your audience seriously, then fuck you. I'm not going to bother. Because even Kung Fury had a, had some effort to it. Even if it was meant to be, like, retarded, they actually paid mind to a lot of things 
but the reason why I prefer a lot of the a lot of the older ones is they still tried to be genuine movies. A Piranha, um, even if it's like a like a goofy um, exploitation type film. It still has some really solid effects and some really solid acting, and I dig the plot. Same with movies like Orca. Uh, Tentacles is a lot of fun as well. There's uh, even Grizzly. Uh, Grizzly is um, is a lot of fun to watch as well. That's uh, kind of why. It's not necessarily that I... Because the Shark Attack movies and the Asylum movies would be more, I guess, to my generation because I'm, I'm 26. So I, I was uh, not even born when, when Jaws had come out yet. But I prefer the original Jaws and the Jaws exploitation movies because of that time, because I feel like they, they have a lot more heart to them. And I feel like they were trying to do a lot more than just simply meaning to be shitty. Like the asylum shark movies and Sharknado and shark attack were uh, appealing to people who had seen mystery science theater and were kind of going, well, these people like things that are shitty and making fun of bad things. So let's make a bad thing for the sake of it being bad. I'm not not into that. Doesn't uh, doesn't float my boat, which is why I'll always prefer the uh, piranhas and the orcas of the jaws exploitation. And and even uh, even I prefer like I think uh, one of one of the last sort of tail ends of the jaws knockoff generation. I I genuinely enjoyed uh, Deep Blue Sea for what it was. I actually thought that was a pretty cool movie, and it was silly, but again. I feel like it tried to do something, and it didn't do a bad job of it. Uh, I am younger, and I I wasn't I wasn't around when uh, a lot of the older movies got released, but I still have a soft spot for them because when I was a kid, cable, all of these movies would get played all the time on like TBS and TNT. Like they played Tentacles, they played Orca, they played uh, Grizzly. So I watched those movies like at a very young age. I had like you know VHS tapes of them from 2 a.m. on TBS. And also, like what Peter said, they just seem to have they seem to have more heart to them. Like a, a movie like Piranha, yeah, okay, sure, it's something that didn't exist without Jaws. It is sort of trying to ride the coattails of Jaws' success. It doesn't have a lot of money, but they tried to make the best damn low budget sort of Jaws cash in that they could, and it resulted in a really entertaining movie. So yeah, so I I definitely think I prefer the I definitely prefer the older uh, the the jaw exploitation as opposed to just the shark exploitation movies. Cecil, since you disagree with everything I say, you're gonna probably gonna go with the just shark exploitation stuff. <laughs> no, uh, I I I like the older stuff better, but because um, the the newer stuff it's still good. Uh, now I'm talking from a as far as the newer stuff that I actually like, you know, the, the Deep Blue Seas, the Shark Attack, uh, or not Shark Attack, um, Shark Night, movies like that where they're made by competent people with the intention of being good, with the intention of being a fun ride. But uh, the movies, the you know, the Sharknados, the Shark Attacks, all those kind of movies, they're corny and they're entertaining and but I mean, I don't really put them on like a higher pedestal like they're just like, eh, I'll watch it if it's on and eh, sharks are eating people and it's got bad effects and it's funny. But for like quality, you you can't get past those 70s and 80s movies. You know, the, the Jaws is just good, uh, you know, tentacles, uh, even um, even uh, humanoids from the deep because they were using like practical effects and you, you know, they're shooting they were shot on, on film. They were shot on film and yeah. 
it still it still looks good. Whereas a lot of movies today, it's like flashy and bad CGI, and it's uh, not you know because they're rushed to the market, they're not color corrected properly, so a lot of the CGI stands out. And, you know, yeah, it's fun to watch for 90 minutes, but I'm not going to go plunk down however much for the Blu-ray, you know, 30 years from now. Probably uh, we'll just kind of goof on it and move on. So I prefer the old ones, but I don't mind the new ones. I think it should be no surprise to anyone that I prefer the Jaws exploitation over the garbage from New Image and the Asylum and all of that crap. That should not be a surprise at all. Yeah, but that's because Josh Hadley doesn't like anything above 1995. Shut up. <laughs> when when was uh, Shangri La? Shangri La Plaza was 89. Shang so okay, nothing go. nothing passed okay. 89. <laughs> you know Shangri La Plaza. That's when it all ended for Hadley. Hey Cecil. It's not a mall. Oh, it's not. God, why do I bring it up? Shangri-La. <laughs> Shangri-La. Right. Nick Castle, what the hell? What the hell? That, enti- <laughs> that entire cast, what were you doing? Mercedes oh. rhymes with ladies. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right, so where can we find Brandon? Since uh, this is the first time you've been on the show, where can people see your stuff? You can find me on YouTube. Just search Brandon Tenold, and I should come right up there. Uh, on Twitter, I'm just at Brandon Tenold, and on Facebook, I'm official Brandon Tenold. Ooh, official. So, oh, so, I know. Fancy. There's, a fake? Uh, there's there's my real Facebook profile, which is just for people that I'm actually friends with in real life. Ah. Uh, but for but for people who like my videos, they go to the official one. Ah, uh, fair enough. Peter, if anyone wanted to find you, God knows why, where would they do so? Uh, if anybody wanted to find uh, the, unfortunately not the official Petr Gagic, I am the unofficial <laughs> one. I'm just kind of moderating the page. Uh, you could find me on YouTube, uh, The Cinemasochist, on Twitter, at Cinematica, Facebook, The Cinemasochist, and uh, stop on over on 1201beyond.com because I'm there too. And uh, buy some shirts, support the product, and uh, that's about it. And Cecil, I hesitate to go to you because I know you're not going to remember the name of the website you're on anymore. I remember (laughs) it. But beyond that, uh, I've actually uh, I got the asylum on the phone and they're giving me 100K to make uh, Shark Pyre versus Frankenkroc versus the Orca Mummy. It takes 100K to make that? Uh, I I think it takes 100K to get enough Coke to make that. Oh, I'm, I'm pocketing 90 of it myself, so. <laughs> Are you trying to say that Cracked isn't going to somehow make this list into one of theirs? <laughs> I'm hey, thinking. At least, uh, at least credit us this time, goddammit. Yeah. <laughs> you can find me at escapistmagazine.com. You can also find me on the YouTubes. Just look for Good Bad Flicks. Uh, you can find me at goodbadflicks.com. Uh, I'm also on the Facebook and the Twitter and all that fun stuff. And you can find me at 1201beyond.com. You can contact the show at 1201beyond at gmail.com. Try and have a little have a little bit of pride in your movie watching. New Image and The Asylum are not good. Just yes, deal with it. <laughs> Shush. <laughs>
Radiodrome is a 1201 Beyond production. Visit 1201beyond.com for more great shows.